Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I mean, I think we've established that we should not do morning recordings because technology is not our friend today, is it? Let's just start this because so far this has been utterly painful. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith how are we ladies well I'm tired because I suffered from insomnia last night so I've had about two hours sleep so (laughs) we're recording this podcast at half past 10 in the morning and Alison and I both got a message at quarter to seven this morning from Maureen saying still not asleep let's see how today's podcast goes Anyway, and so far, the insomnia has been the least of our worries, weirdly enough. We've just had some technological issues. This isn't of any import to the listener. What they'll get is the finished product that Leanne will provide them, which will be seamless and filled with seamlessness. But before we go any further, Maureen, and we are going to start the podcast, it has started. I need to just address the fact that I think you're wearing a caftan. I don't know. Are you wearing a caftan? It's a gorgeous colour. I was going to say I love the colour. Look at that. You look like Mrs. Roper right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm kind of wearing a, yeah, I suppose you would call it a caftan. You can't see this, obviously, but Maureen is shimmying. Yeah, I was shimmying just as somebody walked past my window. They were looking at me oddly. They're like, oh, it's a mad woman again that normally she screams out the front door when you ring the doorbell. It was either that or my black nylon nighty. Yeah, I'm grateful for the caftan. I was going to say the last time we talked, she was in her nighty. So we don't get the nighty anymore. She's like, forget you guys. I'm saving the nighty for good occasions. You get the moo-moo. It is a bit booby. I'm really delighted about the caftan because I'm so worried that Moina lift her arm up and a boob will pop out. But... 
<laughs> and I won't notice. And well, that's the other thing. It'll be more than one occasion. A boob's popped out. Maureen hasn't noticed. We're like, oh, shall I tell her about the boob? Anyway. <laughs> Alison, now Maureen hasn't slept because, of course, we've already established she has insomnia, but you have your own reasons for not sleeping. Yeah, I was still on puppy patrol, everyone. Uh, he was up at, what was today? So today was 6.30. Yeah, baby. 6.30, not too bad. So, yeah, we're learning some scheduling. I've taught him to sit. Okay. We're doing some basic training right now. He's 11 weeks, and he can sit already and eat chicken. I'm very proud of him. We get along perfect. That's all I want out of a dog. He'll sit and eat chicken with me. That's perfect. Jen, how do you feel about uh, Alison not having to wake up late at night? Can you uh, empathize with that? I mean, my empathy levels are high, actually, Maureen. I think what you're trying to suggest is that I don't have any empathy for <laughs> Alison because she's got a little puppy and she's having to wake up in the night. Obviously, as... You know, with my children, they didn't sleep for three years. So <laughs> when I hear people going, oh, I had to get up and I did. And it's been really hard. And I'm like, how many weeks are you in? And they're like, oh, it's, like it's been six weeks. And I'm like, well, get back to me when it's three years. <laughs> but on this occasion, very much have been tapping into Alison and saying, I completely understand how it feels. Alison sent me a photograph of herself at like quarter to six in the morning. And I was like, I know that face because that was my face. That was my face. This look of you're almost bewildered as to why you're awake at mm -hmm. that hour. Mm -hmm. You can't comprehend it, can you? What happens in the world? This is interesting, though, because I'm forced to be one of these morning people now. And I get the, the 5 a.m. crew because when you're up that early, it's so quiet. And even with a puppy. It's amazing how much I can get done. And some days I get to 10 o'clock and I'm like, it's got to be like four in the afternoon. And I'm like, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> I know. This is what I always used to say when we'd go out with the twins and they were babies and people love babies in this country. They love babies and animals. They hate kids. <laughs> That's the British way. We love it. Oh, the baby. It's a lovely little baby. And then they get to about five and you're like, kill it. Why is it here? <laughs> so other parents then go, oh, baby's lovely. And then they'd say things like, Oh, enjoy this bit. Enjoy it. Because this bit flies by. And I thought to myself, does it? Because my days are 22 hours long. <laughs> when I'm awake at two in the morning until nine in the evening the next day, that does not feel quick. That just feels interminable. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, Alison, I feel for you, but it's a finite amount of time. <laughs> and really enjoy this bit because it flies by. Enjoy it. <laughs> Um, so, listen, I'm going to give people a little bit of uh, an insight into how this podcast works, because I think people just think this is some sort of ramshackle nonsense. What they don't know is that myself, Maureen Younger and Alison June-Smith, we meet, albeit remotely, on Zoom to talk about the subject matter. And I am always the secretary. Mm -hmm. uh, you volunteered from the start to be the secretary. Thank you. I take the minutes. Now, I don't always bring the minutes to the next meeting, which is the podcast. <laughs> So often we have written down a number of different subjects we're going to discuss and then we turn up to do the podcast and then Alison and Maureen go, do you have the notes? And I say, no, I don't. <laughs> and so then we completely wing it. <laughs> we completely wing it. And so far, so far, actually, mm -hmm. I'd go so far as to say we've got away with it. And that's mainly down to Leanne. Leanne, of course, <laughs> would disagree because she's got to like edit half an hour out of two hours of what is ostensibly crap. I think we really nailed it this episode. Leanne's like, no, you didn't. You didn't nail it. Just you so you know. You 100% didn't. Yeah, yeah. But look, you'd be pleased to know, I took a photograph of the notes, didn't I? And I sent it to you. So now we know what we're going to talk about. Am I right, people? Yep. yep. So what, what is it? Because I haven't, I can't really make out my writing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Talking about Insta and Twitter, who follows who? It's a minefield, isn't it? It's a minefield about who you follow and who follows you. Do you follow people that don't follow you? Can you unfollow someone that's following you? What to do, Alison? Do you get involved with this drama? I love that you're coming to me for social media questioning because we all know (laughs) I am a social media mogul. I think people pay attention to all of my sites at all Uh times. What's she doing, they say. It is funny, though, because whenever I post anything, Danny gets so mad, my boyfriend, because I'll post one thing. I don't post for, like, God knows how long. And he's like, you just got 400 likes. And I was like, yeah, it's because I put one out every month. So, you know, people are there. Like, I don't care what Alison's written. Like, oh, she's still there. Good. She's trying. It's like they're giving me the grandma. Oh, good for you. Still can't do hashtags, but you're trying. Good job, Alison. <laughs> but Jen, you've got a really famous follower, haven't you? Listen, I don't like to talk about my celebrity followers. <laughs> I was very impressed. Okay, so the person that's following me is like Maureen. This basically shows our age, really. <laughs> Only people, I think, over the age of, I'd say, 40. 38. Sorry, 38. Obviously, Maureen's only 38. (laughs) Will know who this person is. It is Curtis Stigers. Alison looks blank. I wonder why you... Anyway, look. I don't know who he is. What? I don't know. How do you not know who Curtis Stigers is? Alison, he's an American singer. Okay, well, what songs? I wonder why. I wonder why. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know it. I'll send you the link to the video. Thank you, Maureen. <laughs> That's your I think homework. it's very early 90s. Anyway, so Curtis Stigers follows me on Twitter. Look, the story's lost a lot of its <laughs> impact. I feel like the wind has been taken out of my sails. I have just declared the most famous person to follow me on Twitter. You don't know who it is, Alison, so there's no... <laughs> This whole story has no point to it and has no impact. No, just because of me, don't let me ruin this. The listeners... Well. Curtis Tigers saw me doing a gig and, uh, you know, every now and again, we get a, a tweet from each other. And that is, that's something, isn't it? Something. Yes. He commented on something and I went, how is Curtis Steiger commenting on something we're doing? She went, he follows me. Maureen couldn't <laughs> believe it. She couldn't <laughs> believe that Curtis Tigers was following me on Twitter. Anyway, but every now and again... When you're on Twitter or, or Insta or something, somebody quite famous will maybe like or retweet or do something. Uh, I had that. I wrote an article about Outlander, surprise, surprise, and it went viral. I was getting like 60 notifications a minute and I thought, oh my God, I'm such a good writer. I've gone viral. Anyway, it wasn't that. Sam Hewen had retweeted the tweet. Sam Hewen is the star of Outlander and basically everybody was retweeting his tweet, but my handle was in it. He's the hot hunk in Outlander. He's a hot hunk. So basically everybody was retweeting his tweet and I just happened to be in it. And then Douglas Henshaw, who's a great Scottish actor, wrote back to the tweet and said we should all meet up for lunch. Not meaning me, meaning the director, I think it was the second director, and Sam Hewen. I went, oh yes! Obviously, Maureen, I would have loved it. If you'd have just stayed quiet and then all the details kept coming out and then you just turned up and went... <laughs> Alison, what's your um, famous uh, follower? Honestly, probably my most famous. It's just because of comedy. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say Catherine Ryan. That's going to be my most famous person. Catherine Ryan is a big one. She gave me a birthday tweet and praised me. And like I got a million retweets and tons of people who were like, oh my God, Catherine. So Maureen, you're the only one that doesn't have a 90s superstar following you. That we know of. <laughs> Someone from Chumbawamba. Rick Astley, that'd be good. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Oh, I love Rick Astley. Who doesn't? Come on, he was our first redhead love, all of us. Even in Canada. I remember never gonna give you up and like never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. What was the other one? What was the other big hit? Never gonna give, never gonna give. No, it's the same, that's the same one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Together forever and ever, ever and ever we are together forever. It's you, and don't you know I would move heaven and earth to be together forever with you. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, absolute classic. This is turning to a very surreal morning. I'm going to close my internet. Don't close your internet. I meant my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't put any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out of it, okay? (laughs) I've only had one coffee. Only one coffee, and this is what happens. You should have had buttermilk. Oh, right. I knew Maureen was going to bring up buttermilk. (laughs) Okay, so, Alison... We've had feedback on this, haven't we? We've had actual feedback. Okay, fine. Right. So... Buttermilk Gate has now gotten out of hand. Yeah. Okay. It's out of control. It's out of control. Last week's podcast, where frankly, the tables turned and I was unhappy about it with my general roasting. Okay. And now I've been told, I've been proven wrong about buttermilk, which I don't think I'm willing to accept. I don't think anything that is that consistency can be healthy. I'm sorry. How can it be that thick and leave that much residue and be fat free? Come on! No, it's the milk after they've taken the butter away, so there's actually less fat than in milk. There's less fat than in milk. And then my friend in Austria says in Austria they actually put different flavours and they drink it. It's a very healthy drink. Okay. And we had somebody from the buttermilk industry made a comment. Oh, my God. Made a comment. That's my most popular follower. No, <laughs> it's buttermilk. <laughs> I, I've actually just Googled it and it says buttermilk, cultured, low fat, 0.9 grams. <laughs> Oh, my days. So, Jen, am I getting an apology from you? Oh, God, fine. I'm going to have to apologise, aren't I? (laughs) Maureen, I apologise for saying that you were drinking something high in fat. Um, One cup of buttermilk contains around 100 calories, okay, and 2.2 grams of fat, whereas milk contains 150 calories and 8 grams of fat. So, buttermilk contains categorically... Less fat than this is. This has made me challenge everything I believe in, Maureen. I know, I know. This has turned my world upside down. This has got to stay in the podcast. Jen apologising to me. Well, do you know what? Isn't it important that as an adult we can still admit a when we're incorrect? Okay, which I have, and b we've all learned something, haven't we? We've learned something as a group, mm-hmm. Maureen. For once in your goddamn life, you did something healthy. Totally by mistake. By accident. (laughs) And now I look back and now I feel like Buttermilk Gate may follow me around to the day I die. I think an important (laughs) lesson to learn here is just because something has butter in the title doesn't mean it's necessarily fattening. So, for example, um, my street name, Butterholes, and I'm not nearly as fat as people might think, everyone. So (laughs) that, I think, is what we're taking away from this. I'm very low in fat. Oh, God, I like that you're... I'm still ring face or something. I'm not happy about <laughs> yep, that one. ring face. I was greasy fingers. I was greasy fingers. Greasy fingers younger. You were greasy fingers before. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we can create when we make notes, everyone. It's actually quite incredible. <laughs> so I think we should go. Maureen, I think it's time for possibly our viral moment in the show. Hashtag be more Maureen. Hasn't actually gone viral yet, but it's still time. Gonna. There's still time. Maureen, let's find out what... What madness has happened with you? Well, I'm going to go back into a classic, which actually annoyed Jen at the time. Oh, God, what a surprise. (laughs) 
I was in Jen's kitchen and I was looking at the fridge and there was a black and white card on the fridge with Jen's family on it and it had a thank you on it. And I must have looked at this card for about a good 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, thinking that is so thoughtful of some friends to get a photo, make it into a card, put thank you on it. And I was looking at it going, thinking, you know, kind of castigating myself because I would never get around <laughs> to doing that. And then Jen walked in and I went, oh, that's really thoughtful. You know, they, they've gone to all that trouble. And what did you say, Jen? That photo is not of us. That's not the photo of our family. That is a completely different family. Maureen. And it's a photo of them to say thank you. <laughs> I'm not blonde with a... Firstly, I mean, to be fair, like, <laughs> we've already established that I do get misgendered a lot. I was just going to say, was it a man and a woman? (laughs) Yes, a man and a woman. The husband was not on the card. It was just the woman and the two kids. And then Jen pointed out that one was a toddler and one was a baby. But then, Alison, in my defence, one of her children is a lot smaller than the other one, isn't it? Yes, but it's not the difference of like a six-month-old baby and a five-year-old. There's a big difference. He's just a small (laughs) five-year-old. I love that your mind just got into like, God, I'm a shitty friend. Why haven't I done something like that? I really need to take... Oh, it's not even you. Okay, great. I'm back to being a good friend again. Forget that. Don't worry. I'm okay then. Because actually Maureen would send a photo of herself. (laughs) That would be the kind of thing Maureen does. Oh, I got something for your birthday. Oh, what is it? It's a picture of me. Oh, great. Thanks, Maureen. I'll stick that. (laughs) I used to send you books that you don't want to read. That's why I normally send you. I mean, the last one I was like, I don't know what. I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Even Maureen's face right now, everyone. She's like, oh, I'm disappointed. Sorry, I sent you that book. Maybe I shouldn't have sent you that book. I had women in the title, so I just thought, oh, that... Literally anything that has a woman in the title, Maureen, say, oh, the lesbian will read that, won't she? (laughs) Yes, well, that's a classic, uh, Be More Maureen, actually, uh, Maureen. So that suggests that you haven't done anything ridiculous in the last seven days. (laughs) That's unusual, isn't it? That's unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd want to be a Kardashian? That just seems grim. Can we stand by that, everyone? (laughs) It's time for yours and my favourite part of the podcast. It's Ask Alison. Do we like that? That was quite good, wasn't it? I love it. (laughs) Okay, dating in your 40s, everyone. The Ask Alison, and I knew this was going to come eventually, but I've taken it and I'm going to say 40s and up. I think there's a lot of a negative attitude around it. You know, people are like, it's frustrating. It's a harder market. There's less people. I think people get a little frustrated. So I just want to start off with listing the positives as to why it is good to be dating a little bit later in life. Okay, there are major advantages to this. So your life experiences have given you wisdom and confidence that you did not have when you were younger. Right. You're not just that wide eyed 20 something, 30 something year old ready to walk into a red flag situation. You have some life experience behind you. Okay, you can identify it. (laughs) Uh, You have better instincts and know how to identify the red flags. You can choose how you want to date. What fits your life? Okay, there's no more traditional, especially later on in your years. I read a great article about a woman who was like, you know what? I got tired of trying to find the one. I have three ones now. And I see them regularly, and it works out great. That sounds knackering. (laughs) Maybe not for some, Maureen. For her, she was like, I don't want to have one. I want to be able to go out with this one, maybe sleep with this one, do this with this one. This guy's fun. This guy's this. I've set up my life the way I want it. They fit into my life. I like that attitude. Um, People are more direct about what it is they're looking for. And you are too, because you're just like, let's not waste time. Let's just be direct. I remember the first time I had a relationship with um, 
I'm going to say a grown-up man. It had never dawned on me before, but we started dating, and he asked me very quickly if I wanted children. It was the first time I'd had that conversation with anyone, and I was like, oh, no, I don't. And he was like, great, I don't either. It's not fair for us to even continue this if you want to have kids. And I thought, there we go. That's adult dating. I think the other thing to keep in mind right now is we're so used to immediate, this is what I want, order and delivery. The thing I think we have to remember is it doesn't happen quickly and it never will happen quickly. Think of it this way. If you order something and it's what you want, think of your frustration and your emotions as a storm. If there's a storm going, that package isn't getting to you any quicker. So you have to approach it with a positive, calm attitude. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. That's what I think. How to meet. I think this is the big thing. And everyone goes to apps. Okay, so some other things we can do. Be sure to let your family and close friends know that you do want to meet someone. You never know. They might know someone. They might just keep their eyes open. Uh, Be the single person you want to meet. What do I mean by that? Well, what are your interests? Maybe you're going to meet some people that have like interests if you go to those environments where they're there. So conferences are a good way to see people. Coffee shops, always classic. Volunteering is a good one. People are apprehensive about this. Meetup groups. I understand, but what the hell? Give it a go. There's loads out there. This was a good one I liked. Reconnect with old flames. Mm. Wait, what this might also do is reopen up your mind to having encounters with people. Because I think sometimes people put up walls. Although my sister always says, no old dick. That's her life motto. No old dick. (laughs) No previous vag. You know, like, (laughs) the biggest thing I think I have to say is, you have to make the time. If you don't make the time to let somebody in, they never will. You got to try and see in your mind what it is you want in a relationship and see it. Believe it can happen. Otherwise, it will not. Apps. Now we get into apps. So I looked through some apps. Now there's a lot out there. I'm going to say, don't even waste your time with Tinder. Tinder, in my opinion, is just people wanting to bang. But I think for a little bit later in life dating, Okay, Cupid is still the number one. I thought Hinge. I thought everyone was on Hinge. Is that not the thing? Hinge, it's younger and it's a bit more specific. Okay, Cupid still has the easiest interface online to use. People tend to be the most honest about their age and details about them. Uh, nice thing about Okay, Cupid is it's free. Next one, Match.com. That's our second biggest one. Over 75% of Match.com are over age 30, and they have the best results for long-term relationships. Small fee, so it is an investment, but again, you also know you are meeting people who are willing to invest financially a little bit into meeting somebody. Uh, third and a classic, POF, plenty of fish. What? Is that still, still going? Still out there. Second most users out of all dating apps. Uh, again, little cost. Uh, happen is one that you may not have heard of. This is location-based. So you sign in to happen, you see who's around you. If you happen to see the same person in the same area, odds are they might have the same interests, they might be living in the same area, they might work in the Allison, same... Alison, that is the most depressing way to meet someone, is that they live close to you. <laughs> the one thing I'm not looking for in a man is proximity. That isn't my top. <laughs> <laughs> but you can set your boundaries, Right, you can start talking with some guy. Great, he's in Leicester, you're in London. I'm just saying there might be some individuals closer to you than you think. Don't limit that. Uh, and then last one, eHarmony. 
always a classic, has been reliable for a lot of people. Some people not into it, but from what I've read, a lot of long-term relationships have come out of eHarmony. Can I just say, somebody who's who hasn't dated for years, doesn't want to date, firstly, the older you get as a woman, the assumption is, I think, by quite a few men, I'm just talking from straight relationships, is that you're going to be desperate to have somebody. I think the other thing is that men my age, whichever age that could be, uh, to say over 38, often they're looking for somebody younger. Even men older than me are looking for somebody younger and men older than that are dead, basically. (laughs) So I think there is less of a pool for older women anyway to look through. You become invisible. From mid-30s onwards, you become invisible. So I had a lot of male attention when I was young. And then suddenly, you know, I could set myself on fire and people would just be like, oh, I can smell burning. You know, they wouldn't notice you. And I think that's also quite debilitating when you're a woman, when that intrinsic power that you have as a young woman just suddenly disappears. I don't think that happens. Um, Well, I mean, I'm not on the market at all, but I don't think that with women age... I don't think that's going to preclude you from meeting somebody as a lesbian. And I don't think that younger women have a problem dating older women, actually, weirdly. And also, when you are a woman of a certain age, I find that lesbians tend to want to meet somebody that is the same age as them. Generally speaking, lesbians want to hang out with someone, particularly when you get to my age, uh, once you're in your 40s and 50s. I don't understand. Even, look, I'm just trying to get into the head of a man, right? I'm just trying to let me just pop in there for a second and have a little rattle around. There's not much going on here, a bit of tumbleweed floating around. I'm just trying to get in the head to understand why you would want to date somebody younger than you. Because presumably, once you get to your 40s and 50s, you've got children. You don't want more children. Do you? You want to be at that point where you go, well, we're having fun. We're just, we'll go traveling. We'll yes. go to this. You've got rid of your kids. And now you want to go, what, and start another family with someone younger? I mean, what the dicking hell is going on here? Well, your dick, that's what's going on here. With lesbians, I just don't think that the same criteria isn't in place. We just, you know, the last thing I want to do is hang out with somebody 15, 20 years younger than me that I have absolutely fuck all in common with that doesn't get any of my references <laughs> Curtis Steigers being one of them. That should be the first question I go into the day. Do you know who Curtis Steigers is? No idea. Right, well, I'm sorry, but this date is over. You're clearly too young. That's the Curtis Steigers test. Yes. If you don't know who he is, then this relationship can't go any further. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, I feel like I've lost you, though. But anyway, obviously dating in your 40s is a lot harder. Again, that's why I was like, it is the positive mind frame. I understand it must be really frustrating. But even all the things we've just said... It's a lot of analyzing and assuming, well, men always want younger. Men always, okay, we can generalize. But all I'm saying is, dream a dream, people. If you don't put it out there, it's never going to happen, is it? This is a different time. Everyone is changing. There are a lot of men out there who are not that stereotypical, just want to date a young, da-da-da-da. One last quick note on the actual date. Let's talk two seconds. Here's the things I think you got to keep in mind. Are they over their last relationship? If you go on a date and all they're doing is talking about the divorce that just happened because most divorces happen 45 for men and 42 years of age for women. Move on. They're not done. Have a clear agenda. Don't beat around the bush. What do you want? Are you looking to meet someone to spend time with? Are you looking to have sex? Clear agenda. If you're looking for a relationship, I got to say this, don't jump into the sack too soon establish you actually like talking to this human being, right? Otherwise, you might become a victim of what my friend calls, <laughs> you might become dickmatized, all right? <laughs> so if you become dickmatized or uh, 
uh, what do I, pusmatized, pus <laughs> vaginatized, however we want to call it. You have to make sure the actual individual is what you like. So please do that. There. That's the information that I found out and that I felt confident with in regards to dating 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. Alison, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Very good advice. Maureen, very soon you'll be on OK Cupid and uh, what's that one? Uh, proximity.com. Yeah. I'd be on the free ones. It sounds like admin. It sounds like too much admin. It is. But again, do you want to meet someone or not? I mean. No. <laughs> Alison, thank you so much. I'm going to now say once again to our listener, if you... Our listeners, sorry. If you have a problem, please, please, don't be afraid to contact Alison. You can email her at womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com and Alison will tackle your problem with all the verve and, frankly, conscientiousness. That's a Dutch word, actually. You might have to translate that. That she brings to all of her Ask Alisons. I was trying to plug it, Alison, but if anything, I've... I've detracted from the whole segment, really. I thought it was great. Ask Alison. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? 
Right, what have you been watching on television, Maureen? Oh, I just watched a film called Official Secrets on Amazon, which was very good. Official Secrets? Who's in it? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, classic. Rafe Fiennes. Of course, I'm beginning to get the measure of this film. And it's something I didn't know about. It's, a, it's the woman who basically worked at GCHQ, which is secret kind of spying for the British government. And she found out that the British and American governments were plotting to try and strong arm some of the smaller nations so they would send the resolution through on the Iraq war because if they didn't, the war would be illegal. And she knew that Blair was lying about it. And basically she gave this document to the press. She's a whistleblower. Whistleblower. And then she got taken to court and, and it's all about what she did. Uh, a great personal loss because her husband was an immigrant who hadn't the right to stay in the country. I find that quite interesting. No, it sounds great. I find people who've got that moral bravery very admirable because I wouldn't have it oh god no I don't have it I mean you'd like to think that you would wouldn't you but if it came at that kind of personal cost I'd be like maybe I'll just put it in jeans in trays see if she's up there. <laughs> and it's also a testament to what you can get away with isn't it that all of that is revealed uh, the whistle is blown it's an illegal war and absolutely fuck all happens and we still go to war there we are Anyway, happy days. Um, I've watched an equally, not on television, but I finally got round to watching 13th, which I'm not going to go too much into it because one, you need to watch it really to get the full measure of the film and there's so much to take in. Basically, it's about how slavery still exists within the United States, but under a different guise, mm. mass incarceration. And it is absolutely mind-blowing I mean, my mind was fully blown and I felt like I knew quite a lot about this subject before I went into it because I've listened to a lot of podcasts about mass incarceration in the States and how the system is stacked against particularly black men. But I didn't have a clue. And this uh, documentary should be, I think it should be on the national curriculum to talk about as an example of what systemic racism really means. We have it in this country, but to the extent they have it in the States is just shocking. Well, it's in the Constitution, isn't it? Yeah, and for anyone that's interested in the Black Lives Matter movement, if that is something that you genuinely care about, that is the one thing that people should be um, protesting against is mass incarceration. But anyway, I can recommend it one million percent. On the flip side, I've been watching Harlots. It's still going, but I whammed through it on BBC iPlayer. I have really enjoyed it. It is both a drama and sort of almost a soap opera all in one. It's set in the 18th century. It's about two separate brothels and all the women in it are brilliant. Samantha Morton, um, Leslie Manville, Holly Dempsey. Um, there's that actress that was in the other show. I've turned into my mum. That show, she was in the show. She has a head and some nails and a face and a nose. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, that one, no, that one, Mum. Yeah. She is this high, maybe four to seven feet, and she wears clothes. She's yeah. about your age to 95. Okay, <laughs> brownish, blondish, reddish, grey hair. So anyway, that actress, she was in Downton Abbey. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's my watching. And uh, Maureen, I'd like you to watch Harlots and then tell me what you think. I'm still working my way through the Sweeney, by the way. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the Sweeney again, okay? It's the professionals after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was crap in the 80s. Oh, it was brilliant. What are you on about? What's next? Um, Dempsey and Make, Make Peace? Remember Dempsey and Make Peace? <laughs> <laughs> Minder? 
I never was a Minder fan. That's too much even for me. Alison, I think it's time to check in with you about what you've been watching horror movie-wise. Oh, well, horror movie-wise, I I went back. Now, some people may not love this, but I did. I was so excited when it came out years ago. You can get it on Netflix. Bram Stoker's Dracula is the horror movie I'd like to recommend everyone ah, because I love a little Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I love Winona. It's a good one. Yeah. Talk about dating when you're older. Doesn't hold vampires back. Nah, they're always meeting people, aren't they? Yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, of course. Do you know what? You know, you were saying about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Do you know what I started to think of? Interview with a vampire. That's what immediately I started to think of. But Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman plays Dracula, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a gentle one too, so a little scary, not too terrifying. Speaking of Dracula, did you see the... The TV series. Yeah, that was written by... Um, Mark Gattis, was it Mark Gattis? Thank you, Maureen. Dear God, it's the menopause, Mark Gattis. I hated the first episode, and then I watched the second and third, and I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. Really, you guys, I've never even watched it. I'm going to give it a go. The woman who played the nun was brilliant, wasn't she? She was amazing. I loved her so much. She was such a great character. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, the chap who played Dracula is is a Danish actor, I think, Kleist Bang, and Dolly Wells played Sister Agatha. Thank God for Google and Agent. If you haven't <laughs> Thank God for Google Shush. If you haven't watched it, then you must. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Alison, I think you'll really enjoy it. There were a couple of bits in it that was quite gross. Stuff mm-hmm. it's not super gory, but there are a couple <laughs> of bits in there that were really horrible. Like when the guy is he's clearly decomposing in front of our eyes bits of his nails are falling off and his skin is peeling off anyway there's bits of it that i did look through my fingers but yeah watch it watch it i'm very excited watch it oh my god alison i can't believe that we've recommended a tv show that i think you'll enjoy i'm delighted is that the first time we've done that more yeah i think so i think so (laughs) definitely one that i've suggested And now it's going to be Maureen's Cultural Corner. Uh-huh. I haven't started it, Maureen. We... Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> it's time, Maureen, in your caftan for... Maureen's Cultural Corner. Right, I'm going to talk about a genre, actually. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful intro. I'm going to talk about a genre. Comedy crime literature. So it's like a crime story. But it's also, there's a lot of comedy in it as well. So you are laughing while there's some macabre, grotesque murders going on. But it works really, really well. And I don't know why, but we don't really have that in England as a genre. We've got something like it, I don't know if anybody's listened to the Charles Paris Mysteries, which is on BBC Radio, which are very good with Bill Nye, which I totally recommend. But we, it doesn't really, we don't really have books that do it. And um, there's a really great Austrian writer called Wolf Haas. I knew Wolf Haas was going to make it into this podcast at some point. <laughs> I'm amazed he hasn't found his way in yet. And here it is. You have literally <laughs> created a show. I love it. I love it. Just so you can talk about Wolf Haas. I've read all of Wolf Haas books. Yes, I know. I even buy the hardbacks because I can't wait a year for them to go into paperback. And you, Jen knows how tart I am with money. So I will spend 
19 euros 80 to buy the hardback <laughs> there's such great books are they translated he's an austrian writer is he He's an Austrian writer. You can get them in English. And he's got this kind of character called Simon Brenner, who's this detective. And he's a very Austrian detective and he's very hapless. You know, what it is, if the way that the books are written, the narrator's kind of very chatty. It's like someone talking to you. But it's very, very funny. Now, I just started reading one again. And from the first page, you're laughing out loud when you read it. It's just so funny told. And it's also macabre, absurd. They're very well plotted crime stories. I would just totally recommend them. There's some films of the books with Josef Harder, who's like the biggest Austrian comic there is. The books are better. Just It's the narration that really sells the books. I just want to say, just read Wolf Haas. You've been talking about Wolf Haas for the entire time I've known you. Yes! No, and I love the sound of that, to be honest with you. Brilliant. Thank you, Maureen. We're swiftly moving towards the end of the podcast. Uh, the relief on everyone's faces as I say that. So I, I suppose it's time to see what's got Jen's goat. That's me. What's wait, got wait, my wait. goat? What's, what's got Jen's goat? That was for you. Oh, thank you, You're Alison. Welcome. Thank you. I mean, Maureen literally never makes any effort to to intro these bits. Well, singing is not really my forte, I think we've established. That was not singing. You want to hear singing? What's got Jen's goat? Yeah. Could you sing it like Curtis Tigers? And I wonder what's got Jen's goat. That was my saxophone before I started singing. Sorry, go on. Very good, actually. That was a great saxophone. So, what's got my goat? I'm going to tell you what's got my goat. Bad service. Bad service when... (sighs) Look, I went to a restaurant with Chloe and at the moment you can't really I say a restaurant it was a pub (laughs) when we were on holiday now we didn't eat out very often because eating out with children is zero fun when they're young but also you've got to book a table it's you know you can't just turn up at places anymore one day Chloe and I were like because we were camping let's not try and cook a three-course meal on one burner let's eat out yeah (laughs) So we managed to get a table at this pub. Needless to say, they said, look, it's really busy. It's going to be a 45-minute wait. I'm going to skip through this because it's a boring story. Two and a half hours. No, no. Before the food arrived. Was it a busy pub? I didn't seem busy enough. You'd think I'd have walked out, didn't you? You're probably going, but Jen, why didn't you just leave? There's nowhere else to go. There was nowhere else to go. We had a good 40-minute drive back to the campsite. And when we got to the campsite, then we'd have to start cooking something. <laughs> I just couldn't bear the thought of it. So we're like, and in your head, you're like, it's going to come. The food's coming. Any minute now, the food will be here. And then, then you'd say to them, sorry, just the food hasn't arrived yet. And they're like, oh, uh, another 10 minutes. And you're like, 10 minutes. We can do 10 minutes. We can do 10 minutes, right? But then that 10 minutes turns into half an hour. Sorry, the food hasn't arrived. Oh, just another 10 minutes. But you said that, half an hour. Okay, right. So you wait another 10 minutes. By the time we got to two hours, the food turned up. I was like, do you know what? I'm not even hungry anymore. I've actually gone through hungry into really starving and background into not that hungry anymore, mate. Anyway, the meal arrived and it wasn't even good. The food was crap. I ordered a camembert. The one thing you want in a camembert is for it to be melted. You want melted cheese that you can dip your bread into. Ugh. It was solid, solid camembert. How were the kids? Ah! That must have been, I mean, waiting two and a half hours with kids. Oh, the kids, bless them. They had a garden so they could run around. But after a while, they kept saying things like, Oh, Mama, I'm so hungry. (laughs) I'm so very hungry. I feel weak. (laughs) 
well, they didn't. They just, um, they were just more annoying than usual. Um, it was just a nightmare. And I feel like, to be fair to this pub, they gave us a free drink that I didn't want because I was driving. And I didn't have to pay for the camera there. But... It's kind of like, well, we are busy. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I, what I wanted was someone to get on their knees, beg for my forgiveness, yeah, <laughs> whilst handing me a hot camembert and a bottle of wine that I could take home with me and get pissed when I got to the campsite. And I don't feel like they offered me enough. It was more of a, oh, well, we are kind of busy. Would you like a free soft drink? I just felt like saying, you'd take that soft drink and stick it up your ass horizontally, just without any lubricant, okay? Like that way, not this way, not vertically, horizontally. Like breach. You want that, that drink in their breach, right? Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, look, that didn't happen. Alison, how do you cope in this country with our service? It is mind-blowing. And I, beyond restaurants, I'm just talking anything, phone companies, what drives me crazy is here you're made to feel like you're wrong for having an issue for bad service. That's what I don't like. And British people, you don't want to speak up because you don't want to be that person. I love being that person, right? I like to ex show an example to the British people that are with me. I'm like, absolutely not. This is not acceptable. You know what I would have done, Jen? And this is awful. No, I do want to know. I would have been like... It's been two hours and 45 minutes. We have two children. You have offered me a drink there. I can't drink. I'm driving. You are the only facility within this area. You feel that it's absolutely fine to keep us all waiting. I've done my due diligence as the customer and asked you numerous times how long this food would take, and you've done nothing but lie to me. I think it would be a nice gesture for your facility to offer me a bottle of wine to go home with as I cannot drink here and we have waited for two hours and 45 minutes for cold camembert. I would like to think your establishment would do something to try and rectify the situation and make me feel like a valued customer. Oh my days. Well, let me tell you, that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did some very passive aggressive huffing. Well, <laughs> Chloe did a lot of eye rolling. Don't make a fuss, for heaven's sake. And uh, the kids did a lot of screaming. And then we left hungry. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's how we roll in this country. That is very much what we do. <laughs> to be fair to them, they offered me a different meal. But as it had taken two and a bit hours for that meal to arrive, I was like, you want to take this meal away from me? And then you want to, what, cook another meal? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I waited this long. for, And if this meal that you're going to offer me arrives very quickly, I'm going to wonder why I've been waiting. <sighs> That's exactly it. Well, I feel a lot better for getting that off my chest, actually. Um, <laughs> what I've learned is that um, I'm no good in a customer service situation as the customer. But you were a waitress. How was your service as a waitress? Absolutely appalling. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've enjoyed this. This has been incredible. A wonderful, a what? I've just, I've, I've been watching too many clips of Trump actually. And this has been incredible, wonderful. I, I've been amazing. I've been, a, been perfect. I've been the best thing on this podcast. Thank you very much. Good night. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Drink some bleach. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. We never know how to end it, do we? Come here. Let me grab you in the puss. All right. That was me being Trump. That's not what I say to people. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not 
subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like us. Leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's WTB underscore podcast. Leave a nice comment. If you didn't really enjoy the show, then don't leave a comment. Just tell somebody you don't like very much to listen to the next one. And then we all win. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.